Welcome to Keep You 100 Radio. I'm your host, Felicity Pointer, type 1 diabetic, certified health coach, personal trainer, and founder of Needles and Spoons Health and Wellness. Inside this podcast, you'll find the real and raw conversations around diabetes management, including the lessons that we don't learn in our endos office, my best tips and trainings, and conversations from the experts that I trust inside the community so that you can create more predictability in your diabetes management and feel empowered while doing so. Let's dive in. Before we dive into this episode, I need to tell you about the newest Skin Grip launch. I don't usually brag about products that much, but when there are genuine companies out there making life with diabetes easier, I really do think that everybody should know about them. Skin Grip just launched their newest Skin Grip Mats collection for the Dexcom G Sits and Freestyle Libre. Not only is this a smaller in size, high performance, and non-frightening option, but let me tell you, it works. I was lucky enough to be able to try them out, and first of all, this thing did not even lift. And the more impressive thing is that I was wearing my Dexcom on my leg at this time. And we all know that that is not always possible. What I really loved about it was that it's really discreet, which I really appreciated. As much as I'm comfortable showing off my diabetes, sometimes I just want my devices to lay low. This new collection is all about Matt's performance, Matt's protection, and Matt's comfort. You can try them out for yourself at skingrip.com using the code LISSIE, L-I-S-S-I-E, to save. Now let's dive into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Keep You 100 Radio. I'm back with my co-coach, Jessica Hardlicka. Um, she's been on Keep You 100 Radio before, but if you have not met her, Jess, I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell a little bit about what you do inside of Keep You 100. Yeah, um, my name is Jess. I'm a registered dietitian. I'm a certified diabetes care education specialist. Um, I've been in the diabetes field now for over a decade, um, and I'm the nutrition coach inside of Keeping It 100. Um, but aside from meals and nutrition and recipes, which I love, um, we also deep dive into basal rate testing and bolus strategies and insulin to carb ratios and all of those things um, that I do, you know, as a diabetes educator. Jess is like the like I feel like in our endocrinologist appointment, we don't get all those touch points that talk us through all these things. So Jess is like your your dietitian slash CDC. Yes, that's like in your back pocket all the time for our clients, which I love. Um, but for today's episode, I really want to dive into three concepts that I personally did not hear about when I was first diagnosed. And even for a few years after that, like until probably about like two years ago, um, there's three definitions that I feel like are really important to at least understand because when you're looking at pattern management or going back on your data, it can really make a difference in what you contribute trends to. Um, so the first definition or the first uh, concept is, I think I think maybe this is one of the initial words that we hear, but dawn phenomenon. Um, so Jess, do you mind kind of walking us through what that what that is? Yeah. And dawn phenomenon is really common. And like you said, a lot of times it's not even talked about or your endo may just like adjust your rates and not even explain it why. Um, but it's pretty common. And that's basically when your liver starts to dump extra glucose into your bloodstream. Usually it happens around three to 6am in the morning. So if you're looking at your CGM, or if you notice, Hey, I'm going to bed, my blood sugars are around, you know, 120. And then I'm waking up in there at 160. I didn't eat anything. What happened? It could be dawn phenomenon. And you'll kind of see that like slow, gradual rise through the early morning hours. And basically your body is trying to get itself ready for the day. There's a lot of hormone shifts that happen when we're sleeping and all these things are really hormone driven. Um, so yeah, so just seeing that kind of slow, gradual rise throughout the early morning hours. Yeah, I feel like I've definitely noticed this before and even in a different, I don't, I don't want to dive too far in, but you know, different seasonal changes I'll see at different times or like different parts of my cycle, different, like there's just so, I feel like there are so many things that impact it, but I could be wrong, but do you want to, is that right? Mm -hmm. Another things impact that? 
Yeah. I mean, sometimes even the meals that you're having or snacks that you're having before bed could impact it and change it. Um, definitely. Like you said, um, the changing of times, you know, <laughs> time zones, because, um, your body can become more insulin resistant, especially if you get that lack of sleep. Um, so you may notice for nights that you had poor sleep quality, you may notice that happening even more. Um, if you're starting to get sick, that can happen. If you're more dehydrated, um, and like you said, different times of your cycle can also lead to different um, outcomes with your blood sugars in the, those early morning hours. Mm, okay. So there's definitely a lot of things that can impact it. So like to break it down, if somebody's looking at their patterns and they don't notice that this is a common trend, where would be the first place that they should start in like narrowing down that variability and, you know, coming down to like evening it out? Yeah, I think a basal rate test is a great place to start. Um, and it's honestly easier to definitely do it when you're sleeping. <laughs> um, I know that we do this with all of our clients. Um, and so, and you can do a basal rate test if you're on MDI or on a pump. You know, you can do it with your Lantus, Levermere, Tugeo, um, or on your insulin pump. And you're basically just watching those hours that you're sleeping and noticing the trends. When does your blood sugar start to go up? Is it a consistent pattern? Does it happen, happen for several nights or is it just a one time instant? Um, and that will kind of give you an idea if it is a basal rate issue more so than, you know, a snack or something that you did in the evening prior. Okay. All right. So basal rate test, if it seems like a consistent pattern, um, where would we go from there? So you would basically, you know, look at the time that you're starting to see that rise. Um, and basically an hour before you see that rise is when you would start to make changes and definitely work with your, you know, healthcare professionals to make those changes in your basal rates. If you're doing MDI, it may be a question for your physician. Do I need to change the timing of my long acting insulin? Do I need to split the doses of my long acting insulin? Do I need more long acting insulin to combat, to combat the, uh, you know, dawn phenomenon? Okay. I love that. Yeah. I like kind of knowing these things because then we can go into our endocrinologist appointments with more questions and more preparation and say like, hey, this is the trend that I'm seeing. You know, this is what I think I should do. Can you help guide me? So I think that this is really um, good information for everybody to have. The next definition that I kind of want to walk through is one that can kind of, I think, pair with it a little bit um, or that I didn't really know about. And I I kind of thought that it may have tied into my breakfast meals a little bit, but um, that is feet, the feet to floor effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this trend is more so you see your blood sugar starting to rise when you get up. So you just woke up, you're starting your day and all of a sudden you're noting that you're noticing that rise. <coughs> I'm like, you're good. Okay. <laughs> you want me to start over? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, the feet to floor effect is when you start to notice that rise right when you get up, when you're starting your day, you know, you wake up, you get out of bed and you notice that gradual rise in the morning, even if you're not eating anything. Um, and that is usually, again, hormone driven. So there could be some adrenaline happening in the morning. Um, our cortisol is spiking in the morning. Um, you're just getting ready for your day. And with that, you can start to see that that blood sugar rise. Mm, okay. So from there, because would this depend on, this can be variable to when you wake up, right? It doesn't really matter when you're waking up. It just kind of happens. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if somebody starts to kind of see this trend, what would be the next step on like the next step forward to not having that rise? Right. So I think um, 
taking some of the variables out of it, if you can, again, kind of doing that, you know, basal rate test in the morning without eating or drinking anything that could impact your blood sugars, just watching it to see if this is true. Cause like you said, you're wondering, is it my breakfast? Is it my coffee? You know, what's going on? So if you could try to just start your day, not eat or drink anything, watch how your blood sugars start to rise. Um, that will give, give you at least an idea if it is something that you're eating or drinking, or if this is really feet to floor effect. Um, uh, and that again, am I noticing this every day? Is this happening once in a while? Mm. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of our clients may have some, sometimes they see it only on certain days or again, same kind of concept, certain parts of their cycle. So what pieces of information would be useful to bring to their endo or um, nurse practitioner, whoever it is when they're identifying that pattern? Yeah. So I think if you can, you know, notice those trends and um, what are the hours that you're rising, what do the rises look like? And then having that conversation of, do I need to give myself a small bolus when I wake up to combat this? Um, personally, I know we talk about this a lot, but hydration is really important in the morning. So try hydrating because that can be one thing that can really help that. Um, but yeah, just having, okay, I'm noticing this 30 point rise, 40 point rise from this specific hours. Should I be giving myself a bolus? Do I need to increase my basal? You know, what would that look like? Mm. It's so funny because honestly, some of the most simple things can make the biggest difference, like the hydration. I know that you mentioned that to one of our clients, I think two or three weeks ago. And that morning, the next morning, they just had a little bit more water and they're like, it was flat, <laughs> like, or at least not as much of a spike. So it really does make a difference. Um, okay, the last uh, the last definition that I kind of want to go through is one that I still can't really pronounce that well. And I didn't hear about this until, again, very, very recently. And that's the Samoji effect. Am I saying that right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you dive into a little bit about what that is? Yeah. So this would definitely look different on your like CGM trend or with your blood sugars, because this is actually a quick drop in your blood sugars around like two to 3 AM. Typically that's when it happens. And then you'll see that dramatic rise afterwards. So on your CGM trend, you'll see that drop into a low and then you'll see the rise. And sometimes depending on <clears throat> your CGM settings or how how you sleep through your alarms, you may not even really feel it, but then you may wake up high. Um, some symptoms can be all the symptoms of hypoglycemia, you know, your heart is racing, you're sweating, um, you wake up kind of like dizzy or disoriented uh, feeling. Um, but again, it's more of that quick drop with that rise afterwards. And that would be the Samoji effect, not necessarily the dawn phenomenon. I've definitely had that before. I'll look at my death calm and I'll see like I went low, didn't wake up to it. And then I look back at my death calm like I didn't even treat and I had this big immediate like arrow up spike. And I'm like, how did that happen? So um, can you dive into a little bit of like why that happens? Yeah. So it's basically, again, it's, it's hormones. Your body goes into that low and it has that quick adrenaline adrenaline response to bring your blood sugars back up. So some glucagon may be secreted. Um, definitely corticosteroids are secreted to bring those blood sugars back up. Is there anything that we can even do for that? Or is it more of a, a observation? So if you notice that trend is happening often, what I would look at is, you know, how are you treating meals and snacks before bed? So are you, are your correction doses too strong in the evening? Um, are maybe your carb ratio is too much at dinner or snacks in the evening. You're just getting too much insulin. Another thing could be activity, right? Exercise from the previous day. Do you need less insulin that evening to help, you know, now that you're more sensitive to insulin, maybe to prevent that drop 
or it could be, you know, are your basal rates too high while you're sleeping? And that's what's causing the low. So I think identifying why is the low blood sugar happening? Because once we can figure that out and hopefully prevent the low blood sugar, then we can prevent that quick rise. Yeah, I like that. It's more of a root cause approach instead of the reactive approach of like, because that can get really confusing, right? Because it's like, okay, do I lower my basal at one point? But then if I see a rise, then maybe I need to increase my basal. I can just see that conversation happening as we're trying to break down that pattern. So I like that root cause effect. Um, and then, you know, is this something that we bring to our endo? How do we approach that conversation if we think we see this pattern? Yeah. So definitely, again, you know, trying to break down, you know, I would say, when do you start to see those low blood sugars happening? You know, is it, um, you know, like earlier in the evening or is it middle of the night? That way we can at least identify those hours that it's happening. Um, and then again, going back to, is it my settings? Do they need to be readjusted? Because like I, like what you said, sometimes it can be overwhelming and what do I change? And sometimes the response is, oh, well, if I'm having lows, I'm just going to eat a bunch of carbs before bed, but then that can have a really negative effect too, because now you're high. And then, you know, so we really want to figure out, okay, is the dosing where it needs to be? Mm. Yeah. And I think this actually goes back to one of our conversations that we had a few weeks ago all on all on mastering those baselines. So if you're listening and this is something that you feel like you're experiencing or you're really not sure what patterns there are or like how to break them down, I definitely encourage you to listen to that episode. I will link it in the show notes for you. But thank you, Jess. I think this was really, this was awesome to just kind of break down these different terms and definitions and really get them from a, like, especially you, a registered dietitian, the CDCS, you know, having that information provided to us that we might not be hearing in our endocrinologist appointment. And if anybody's listening and you have more terms that maybe you're confused on or you're not really sure how to implement them into your management, definitely uh, leave a review or message me on Instagram and let us know so that we can dive more into them. But thank you so much, Jess. Yeah, definitely.